Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Now the pitch, and Freddie cues one inside the third. That's a fair ball. Mookie's going to run around third. He will score easily. Freddie racing for second. He is safe with a pop-up slide. It is three to nothing. Rangers lead 5-1, and Leote strokes one high in the air to left center field. That's deep, but Ruiz at the wall, leaps and can't get it. It bounces off the wall and back toward the infield. Around third and in to score is Grossman, and all the way to third at the stand-up triple is Leote Tavares. Now the payoff. Swung on, there it goes. Oh, it's hit high. It is far. It is gone. Aaron Judge, he hit one about as high as he hit it far. A Judgian blast. Oh, baby, was it ever. Well, it's it's Judgment Day. And all rise. Here comes the judge oh. as he homers to deep left in the Yankees' lead. 7-1. Here comes the pitch. And he swings and hits it well down the right field line. If it's fair, it's gone. It is a fair ball. Long home run. Michael Massey, a two-run shot. And the Royals lead it 9-2. to a majestic home run that stayed fair. And Michael Massey has his 10th homer on the year. And the Royals lead by seven. Call it a majestic morning, Robbie. Get to keep our voices down. Authors are on the course today. That's true. Keep yeah. them low. Keep them smooth. Jim Nance it today as we are out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship. I'm just kidding. We're out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship. At, we are live from the club at Indian Creek. He's Ravi Lula. I'm Andrew Rogers. Ravi in the chair for DB this week. He'll be back next week, though, so no worries there. We've got a jam-packed show for you. An incredible day here at the club at Indian Creek. The sun's coming up. The mist is coming off the course a little bit. It's really nice. It's cool. It's unbelievable. We are on hole 17. That's the Herdat Sports Pavilion. There's a boat in the water. You can find yourself on that boat. You'll probably find me on that boat at some point later today. Come over to the Herdat Harbor, sign up. You can also sign up to win 10 grand. All you have to do is scan a code, you type in your email, and boom, you're in a raffle. If a golfer today or tomorrow, whenever you show up, hits, uh, hits a hole in one, you have to be present to win. But you win ten grand, so that's not too shabby. Um, I don't think we can play though, Robbie. Unfortunately, no. And you know, I could use ten grand because I was driving in today, <laughs> and I looked down at my uh, my very fancy like spaceship like speedometer area. Sure. And all of a sudden, it pops up. Hey, you have uh, twenty three miles till empty. And I'm like, oh, twenty three miles. How long does it take to get to Indian Creek? Oh, it takes 17 miles. So right now I have six miles left in my gas tank. And I was curious. And Cam, you chime in. Shane, feel free to chime in too. But I bet Shane, like, fills up on the regular. How long do you go? Or how? what's the longest you've ever gone before filling up your gas tank? You mean, like, the lowest I've allowed it mm-hmm. to go? Uh, so I'm pretty paranoid about this. I'm not. I don't really uh, live dangerously in that sense, the way uh, my wife certainly does. Um, which is kind of hilarious. So she's got a plug-in hybrid. So she has two different fuel sources to allow her to where she needs to get to go. And she regularly is running on empty on both of them, both electric and gas power. And I'm like, how does that even happen? 
you've got double options here. <laughs> How do we not have any energy in either of them? Um, so I don't, I, I don't ride the line like that. I'm not I one of those know. people. She's also one of those people that lets her phone die constantly. Which is actually what they tell you to do. Right. Like, let it die, charge it all the way back up because that will preserve your battery. I for don't a do that because I don't like having my phone die. She just is she's out there living free and and carefree with letting her battery die, letting her, her car run out run into empty. I don't do that. If once I get to like I'm not a quarter of a tank guy, but I don't go a ton past there. Usually when my uh my little range finder guy says I'm below Honestly, as soon as I get below like a hundred miles, I start, I start planning. Okay, when do I have time to get to a gas station? So do you, you uh, drive a hybrid? I don't. No, mine is not. Hers but you, but is. Your wife hers is. is. Mine isn't. Cam, how low do you go? Well, I'm not sure to admit this. Can you go? But I've only run out of gas one time. It was <laughs> You've actually year. run out of gas? Yeah, it was in the past year. So I'm pretty near forty. So that's a pretty good run. Yeah, you had pretty a nice run. run. Yeah, every yeah. forty years, you'll yeah. just run out of gas. <laughs> and it was one, it was one of those days <laughs> right where I took a long way to work. And I was like, ah, and it just died. Like, I'm like 20 minutes or 20 feet from work. <laughs> I was like 20 minutes. 20 feet from work. You took a really long way. So I 20 minutes backpack, is not close. <laughs> I hooked it into the office. I did my thing, and I went back, and then I filled up with gas, got the whole thing done. So but, did you have to go get a little tank? I did, yeah. Mm. Actually, uh, uh, one of the guys that I was producing a podcast for, he gave me a ride to the store to get the gas tank and do the whole thing. So now, I, instead of, you know, you can switch between odometer and how many miles left you have, mm-hmm. I live on how many miles yeah. left you have. That's I live all on I range. Do. That's all I, I do. live on yeah. range. Yeah. See, mine says six till empty, and I'm going to trust it because it could be four. <laughs> could be. Yeah, <laughs> once you get under 20, it just says, no, right. you got to go, buddy. Yeah, but it does count down for me, so that, so that was kind of nice. Shane, how low have you gone before? I've actually ran out of gas once before, too. But the funny thing is I actually drove by Cam's car when it was out of gas. And he was running across the field, and I'm going, what in the heck is going on here? <laughs> but I did run out of gas once. That's because my gas gauge broke. It said I still had a quarter of a tank left. So, oh, Can you imagine that happening? You're just yeah. like, wow, I've been like really doing some nice uh, some nice." clean you know but progressive type driving right you know you plug in like the snapshot or whatever and you know if you if you drive safe you get points or whatever that's shane right there no actually his his gas gauge is just broken dude i so my wife's old car before we were married had a broken gas gauge and so she ran out of gas all the time because she runs low anyway and the gas gauge didn't work, so it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, for that her. is two two negatives. Same. Don't make I feel it right. Like I had right? to rescue my wife so many times. Like, oh, I gotta go get the gas. We have twenty gas cans at the house now because every time <laughs> I had to go buy one, it's, it's efficient just to go buy one. So, you're, so what home. you're telling people is, like, if you're need a gas like, can. In, in need of a gas can, maybe call you. I'll put it up on eBay. For <laughs> yeah. Facebook Marketplace <laughs> gas can. I've never run out of gas. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx myself. You're not forty yet. I've never run. I'm getting there. I'm yeah, getting there. But Shane and Cam are forty. Yeah, I, so I still got a couple years. It's coming close. A couple years. I, well, I mean, I turned 36 on Saturday, so I'm getting closer. Yeah, happy early birthday. My last year yeah. in my mid 30s. Got to enjoy it, you know. <laughs> happy birthday. You know, what, you know what's thrilling is just to run out of gas <laughs> <laughs> and then run across the field yeah. and have to go get a gas can. You I'm actually going to live so on the alive. edge, man. Never I'm actually going to pass on that. Mm. <laughs> Good call. That's going to be a no for me. I don't even like running out of gas in my lawnmower. Like, I get very frustrated. When I run out of gas on my lawnmower, I'm like, oh, well, what were you thinking? Well, you have a gas tank for that, though, right? Yes. At yeah, the house? I do. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, I'm not running to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> With like you're pushing it up the hill. No, I've got like, I think I've got four gas cans just to like keep them all full, so I don't have to go back to the gas station as much to mm-hmm. fill them up for the gas for the uh, mower. But yeah, I don't even like I don't even run too low on the mower. Speaking of pushing a mower just down the street, I was when I was back home. This was about two weeks ago. There was a torrential downpour in St. Louis. We were on our way to church, and uh, we tried to beat the storm, but we didn't. Mm, okay. So we are, we're driving there, and I see these two guys just walking on the sidewalk. Like, you, you know a big rainstorm's coming, too, when the wind starts to pick up oh, yeah, and everything. You can feel it. Yeah, you, the signs are there. But they're just walking on the sidewalk, so I'm kind of like, man, these guys got to get home quick. Didn't think much of it after that. Went to church, got out of church. It was still pouring, still raining hard. Okay. We're driving back on the same road we came on, and sure as all get out, these guys are walking back down the sidewalk, but this time pushing a lawnmower. (laughs) So I don't know what they did. I don't know if they went and bought a lawnmower, say, on Facebook Marketplace and just decided and this was like, the time to go this thing home today. But mind you, a Catholic mass takes about an hour. Sure. So they were walking when it was first starting and then walking back in it. So it wasn't like they they waited for it to stop somewhere sure. and came back when it was dry. No, they were it was downpouring and these guys are pushing back an old lawnmower. Yeah, that's uh that's a choice. I always wonder <laughs> it is a choice. <laughs> like there's a this maybe this is just me. In places where pedestrians are not normal, I'm always like, what's going on here? You know, like every once in a while you'll see somebody like pedestrians in West Omaha are not normal at all. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I see somebody walking, I'm like, I like how I acknowledge that with the mm -hmm. what's what's it's a Ravi opinion. (laughs) It's true. I mean, there's just (laughs) if you've lived like I know you haven't lived here a super long time. But if you're in West Omaha, if, if they're anything like they drive and you see pedestrians, you're like, that's unusual. And so I'm, I'm always like, what, what's the story here? What's happening? Are you having a bad day or is this normal activity for you? And I just I don't know. I, I'm very suspicious of pedestrians. Mm. I'm just like, hey, what's like if I go downtown? I'm totally normal. Right. People are walking around, whatever. I don't know if I can say the same with downtown. Well, you know, it's more normal to have the pedestrian. You can still be suspicious. If you want. <laughs> but. If I see just, you know, you see these like random people walking down super busy, like medians, or I saw a guy walking down the interstate the other day, but I didn't see a stranded car anywhere. Mm. And I was like, how did this happen? What's what's going on here, bud? You just had to walk to work, man. Like, this is a choice that you make. Some people don't have cars that have both electric and gas. I mean, I don't either. (laughs) Not me personally. (laughs) Although I guess it is in my name, technically. Um. (laughs) No, but I, I'm just like, how, what led you here today? You know, I, I'm saying I, it seems like he's having a bad day one way or another. Mm. I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and you're like, you know, what? let's take a let's leisure, walk on the highway. today. Yeah, let's, let's take a leisurely <laughs> stroll down I-80. I don't think that's anybody's plan. Right. Uh, and so I'm just but there was no there was no car to be found anywhere. It's like, how did you even how long have you been walking how'd on this? You, how'd you get here? Yeah. How did you get here? And how long have you been? <laughs> Who here? dropped you off? <laughs> like, was this a. Like, your wife got mad and, like, kicked you out of the car? What happened here? That's all I want to know. So yesterday, too, you know, I after the show, I went out and played golf. So they had the Pro-Am going on here. I was not fortunate enough 
to get invited to play in the Pro-Am. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Who knows? But I was fortunate enough to go over to Tiburon and play in a foursome with Michael Severe. So he reached out to me last week. I was like, okay, yeah, good chance to network too. So I I get there. I'm the first one there with Severe. Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, Severe, what carts are we in? He's like, "Uh, you're in this cart. And you're actually riding with Nick. And I'm, I'm like, you expect me to know who Nick is. Nick Bob? <laughs> like, Nick is not an uncommon name, no. Severe. Um, and I look at the front. I go, Nick Hanley. And I go, oh, ironic. <laughs> this will be fun. So I, Nick and I are we're, we're good. We're good buddies because we, we first started working at UNO together. UNO, yeah. um, so we do UNO hockey together. He's the PA announcer. I'm the MC. So I was like, oh, this is going to be really fun. And then I also found out that Brian Christofferson, who we had on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. was also playing. He drove down from Lincoln. So we had a really, really fun foursome group. But what made me laugh about the whole situation was Severe, when he reached out to me, he, he said, hey, I got invited to play by like the Omaha world Herald. Cause they were a part of the group that put on like the big red lunch mm-hmm. and, uh, or the big red brunch. I believe one of those things. I think it's a brunch, some meal. It's a I big, believe it's a brunch. It's a big red meal. <laughs> so, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're a big, um, partner with, with this organization. So, uh, they asked me to play, but then all of a sudden, like Sam had a dropout, Sam McEwen had a dropout for, um, some work reasons, Stu, I think, threw out his back. Okay. Um, and I don't know if, if – I think Chattel was supposed to play too, and I think he couldn't because of the same work reason. Sam couldn't. Okay. So now it was just Michael Severe. And they're like, yeah, you need to find three other people to golf with. <laughs> so he's like, I had to build an Omaha World Herald team. So he reached out to me on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. He saw Nick – in Costco one day, <laughs> asked him to do it, and I don't, I don't really know how he asked BC, but that's that was our scramble group, and we didn't play like, we didn't play great, we didn't play terrible either. I think we shot four under as a as a group. We uh, we put ourselves in terrible position. Sure. Every green yeah. we would chip on and have like a twelve or fourteen foot putt, and that was for par. <laughs> and yeah, so not great. Uh, either we hit it or we or we got bogey. Yeah. Um. So in most cases. Um, we didn't have the birdie train, Yeah, but aside from that, it, it was, a it was a really fun outing. I actually on hole nine, one of the whole nines, we, it, they have three, three, nine hole courses, I believe okay. at, at, over at Tiburon and one, we were talking, we were on the tee box. Severe was doing a zoom call at the time he was working. <laughs> and so it was Hanley BC and I, and we just kind of were like, shooting the breeze because it was right after we heard the press conference from rule and Rayola. Mm -hmm. So we were talking a little bit about that. And I had, you know how we got that question on Tuesday on what coach you would get drunk with if you could. Yeah. You'd want to have some drinks. So I asked them the same question and BC was like, ah, you know, who would like kind of be really fun or maybe it was Hanley said Dvorak. And that was a name that we didn't even bring up. No. And uh, BC, I think said, said rule or something like the obvious choice and i'm like i would have chosen satterfield because i would get i'd be the first person to know what this offense is going to look like (laughs) and then he was like but bc changed his pick to rayola and so we got on this rayola thing on how like he's a lion and like you know he's he's such a tough guy so if you could like really break him out of his shell i I want to see if you could loosen him up yeah he could be pretty fun because he's not like super talkative so i i get up and i'm like oh you want to see a tough guy so you know we we had one or two and um 
you know, I'm like, oh, you want to see a tough guy? Like, I'll be a lion right now on this tee box. <laughs> so I just put the ball down. And to clear the little creek, you had to hit it over 278. Okay. And I've only ever hit it further than 278 in a simulator. Okay. Okay. Because I, I think the reader's wrong. So, like, if you just hit it, like, as hard as you can, like, sometimes, you know, the simulator's like, yeah, this one's going straight or this one's going right. It's like one of those hometown radar guns that says you throw 107. Right. So I, uh, I, 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 um, channeled my inner Donnie Rayola sure. and just whacked this ball, okay? okay? And it went, I'm telling you, dead straight, flew flew the creek and probably landed like 290, rolled to 300. Okay. And so I'm like, wow, I'm feeling pretty good, although my back, not so much, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my... My confidence levels are through the, the roof. shot was great. My back also shot. So we get up to the ball, and then I see, you know, if you ever play in scrambles, they have these little tiny stakes that are on the green. Mm-hmm. And it, like, is closest to the pin yep. or farthest putt, things like that. And so I'm like, oh, they have one here. I can't. If it was longest drive, I bet I probably would have won. Uh, but I pulled out my 60 degree, and I had a really nice shot close. I It w- looked to be close to the pin. It was uphill, so we couldn't really see it. As we're driving up to it, it's probably a foot and a half from the hole. I'm like, holy cow. Like I, I'm going to birdie this on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, team. Uh, so we get up there, and I, I grab the mini pencil. I write my name down. I'm like, no one's beating the score. Yeah. No, one, no one is beating the score I have right now. Yeah. Like it, it, They're not getting closer than a foot and a half. Sure enough, it's over, and I won. Nice. And I won a pretty sweet prize pack. Uh oh, what did we get? It was a soft cooler, but not like a little golf cart cooler, like one that you would take to travel from like to the lake. Okay, like if you're like going a, to the like lake. Beach cooler. Yeah, yeah. But like big, like long. And I was I told Ashley, I'm like, I we don't have one of these. Like this is yeah. sweet. I looked further in and I saw that there were two gift cards in there. Okay. One of the gift cards was for a place called like Barrel and Pour or Something like barrel that. Barrel and Vine? No, not Barrel and Vine. It, it's something in Barrel. It's like you go there. It's here in town. Okay. And you pour your own beer. Okay. But what it said on the card was you pour your own beer, and after you're done drinking for the day, you just hand them this gift card. So I'm like, so can I just like. Just like a free go, day of like drinking? Can I do nine to nine? Right? Doing like a 12-hour stint? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go check that out and You might see. have to read the uh, fine print on that one just to make yeah, sure. I don't know. The fine print on the back was like, here's how you pour it. You go up, you're in, you <laughs> tilt your glass sideways. Uh, and then the other card I got was a $75 club fitting gift card to Austad. Oh, nice. I'm like, for getting closest to the pin, this, these are That's some pretty, awesome. pretty sweet prizes. And then there was a, a bottle of whiskey in there, which I don't drink whiskey. I'll probably just give it to my brother. Um, I don't. I don't mess with that. I, I just can't. I, I don't have hair on my chest. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I ever will. And until I start drinking that, I won't. You know what's super weird is I used to drink whiskey a lot. Um, not a problematic amount, but it was kind of my go-to. Uh, my go-to spirit there. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, I don't like whiskey anymore. <laughs> You're like a seven-year-old, like, I'm not eating cheese. It was. It was so <laughs> weird. And I don't know if it was like a hyperfixation thing where it's like, that's all I drank for so long. And then I was just like, I'm done here. But ever since, this was like three years ago, mm-hmm. I have not, like, I've tried a couple times, be like, oh, maybe it came back. Because I used to really enjoy it. I just have not been able to drink whiskey. Like, it makes me almost instantly not feel good. And it's not because I'm drunk. Or I anything. can do like crown. I can't do, so, I can't just do basic whiskey. So I can do like a whiskey sour because the sour mm-hmm. changes the flavor enough. 
Um, when we had the Omaha Whiskey Fest people here, they had me taste the scotch, and scotch was okay because the, the flavor was different enough. But just your, your straight-up regular whiskey, like I used to drink that stuff on the rocks, just sipping whiskey, and I cannot do that anymore. I can't drink like old fashions because they're too whiskey forward. Okay. Um, yeah, it's old, super. I, weird. I had my first old fashioned. Excuse me, over the summer. Yeah, you have to not really, for me. You have to really like whiskey for not an old for fashion. me. I did it for a herd at um, or a Hale Varsity Club shoot. Sure. Like yeah. um, uh, they were taking some photos, like pizza, drinks, things like that, and they wanted me to have because. Don't get me wrong. Old fashions are very pretty looking. Drink oh, they're on a great photo. looking, and also they feel very classy. Mm-hmm. Like you feel great when you go up to a bar, especially if you're in a kind of a nicer place and maybe you're dressed up a little bit and you're like, I want an old fashioned. Like you feel like a man's man. Yep. And I can't order them. I don't like them. (laughs) Speaking of old fashioned, we were walking in today and Ravi and I were admiring the Jordan ones that a golfer was wearing. They were incredible. They were beautiful too. Like brand new. Like I don't know if he keeps them clean or if they are just brand new for the tournament, but they were, they were, they were sexy. And so, we were walking in and then we just started talking about <laughs> how much golfers have come along in the fit game oh, over the years. Yeah. The because, style has Because if you like oh. just think back, I don't know, even to like Tiger's first year. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's wearing a polo that's ten times his size. It's it's basically a dress. It's down to his weight. Like you can see how thick. If I stretch the pole out to here, this is how much room Tiger had when he first started golfing. So there's there's a couple things going on there, right? And it was probably made of velvet or corduroy. It was probably like wool. Those things were so heavy. <laughs> they were wearing the. I mean, so part of it's just clothing in general. They've gotten better with the materials and the blends and stuff like that. So it's like athletic wear in general has gotten dramatically better. Like. When I was playing basketball in like 2005, you should have seen how heavy our uniforms were. They were like they, they added probably four pounds to your playing weight. Well, I mean, just look at Arnold Palmer in this photo here. So Palmer in a full sweater. He, he looks like a prep school kid. He does. He's wearing like a a button up, like a, a real button up dress shirt. I mean, you guys can't see this, but it's right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a sweater on top of that dress shirt. And then he's wearing like business slacks Mm -hmm. and the slacks that he's wearing, uh, not to knock Arnold Palmer here, but it looks like business slacks that a woman would wear like the checker print all the way down. I'll like a nice print slacks. I'm not going to hate on him. No, I know this this is definitely something I saw Sally wearing the other day. The problem you're going to have with those is you didn't have like the stretch materials, right? Like back in the day, you didn't have like the stretchy pants and shirts and stuff. Yeah, where was Nike when you needed them? Right, man, they were out here making shoes like idiots. What are they doing? <laughs> um, but dang track stars. But we can. I actually have. We have more. I have more thoughts on the uh, golf attire that yeah. we can get. Yeah, Ravi Lula's just bashing on Prefontaine over here. Well, listen, <laughs> not a great look. <laughs> Good guy, tough look. <laughs> Not not the way you want to go, right? Not not the way. Okay. Listen, I know the short, like Hoochie Daddy shorts are coming back. He went a little aggressive on it. That's all I'm saying. Steve Prefontaine. Some of the uh, some of the long distance shorts are like they're shorter than boxers. I don't even understand what's happening there. I mean, he was an he was an icon. He's probably Ashley's hero. I mean, he's outside of her dad. Terrific uh, athlete. No uh, <laughs> no hating there, but look, look at those shorts. I know those are. 
telling you. Those are barely covering the behind. <laughs> All right, let's take a uh, short break. Ravi, save your thoughts on outfits. I mean, you can continue to bash people because that's what Thursday's all about, right? And uh, we'll set up the show when we come back. More CNC then.